Imagine you've got everything lined up. All the pens and markers match. All the stickers are the perfect shade of pink. The moon is waxing and Mars is not in retrograde for once. However, you look down at your planner and suddenly nothing works. You're in a strange dimension called Planner Fail. Welcome everyone to episode 11 of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Plannerverse, where the gruesome doosome are going to be identifying planner fail and more importantly navigating out of it. I'm your host today, Karina Tovmasian, and my co-host is Steve Morton. Welcome planner people of the universe. Welcome to this episode. We hope to help you figure out this planner fail, the so-called planner fail. Right, Steve? Throw you that lifeline. Yeah. Over the Get precipice to sort of to grab hold of and Make your way back up to safety. Yeah, there, there, and there is safety, isn't there? There are safety nets everywhere. Yeah, there is a safety net somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know, have you experienced a planner fail, Steve? Long time ago, yes. Um, and how? Before we get into that, wait. How did you identify it as a planner fail? What was it that you looked down one day at your planner and said what? It was a case in my in my situation of finding that. Um, I was constantly forgetting things, which is, I thought at the time it was because of old age, but evidently not. Um, um, there goes that idea. Yeah, yeah, that goes that idea. Um, not knowing what I should be doing a lot of the time as well. And I was sort of in this constant confused state. I was also um, constantly changing inserts which is never a good idea mm. um, and I've got a little tip in my mind for that one when we get to that part of this show um, and it just seemed so confusing but it was understandable given um, my own circumstances had radically changed so it was a case of just I think my biggest problem was recognizing that fact um, mm -hmm. that my use of a planner uh, needed to change drastically. And it was in a way through that change that I realized that m my use of a planner previously, um, and as I've previously mentioned, I don't think I was using it properly to start with. And, mm -hmm. you know, having gone through the experience of it sort of, you know, not failing per se, but it wasn't ideal. It wasn't sort of, making full use of the thing maybe sort of 50 you weren't maximizing its no, potential that's the word i was looking for yes you're welcome that's why i'm here there's a reason i show up every so often <laughs> but i don't i think i think it'd be very rare for anyone to get to a sort of a hundred percent fail situation i think there's oh it's happened to me there's a degree of failure isn't there you know if i some... fail i don't fail little i fail big i big... fail a hundred percent i succeed at failing it's like <laughs> you know falling over and sort of getting up and you know fall, tripping over again within sort of a couple of hundred yards you think why didn't right. i learn to pick up my feet a bit more <laughs> or something <laughs> tie like my that. shoelaces or something yeah right? oh, there's, oh that's the reason why i fell over <laughs> yeah yeah well, that's why it's important to identify. That's why I asked you why, why it's important yeah. to identify what the planner fail looks like. Because mm. sometimes 
people think the planner is not working for them when in fact it is, but it, they just need to move some tabs around or it's something very no. small uh, that will adjust the way that the mind is uh, perceiving the data that's being recorded onto the planner. So I know from my experience, my planner failed. Like I said, it was a 100% fail. I set everything up and I was so excited to use it. And I realized that an entire week had gone by and nothing had been written in mm. my planner. Absolutely nothing yeah. had been written. Uh, it really does make a difference, the kind of inserts that you use. I know for me, I'd gone through an entire year, like you said, of switching inserts because I, I was struggling to find a set that would work for me. And one of the things I realized is that I wasn't excited about looking at my planner. Mm. And that's, to me, the first indicator that there's something going on with the system that you've got set up. And I know for a fact when I wake up in the morning now, the first thing I do is check my planner. I don't check email. No. I don't check myself. I check my planner. <laughs> so um, you've got to be excited about what's going on in your planner. And and I know we were talking to Joshua online, right, L mm. Laporte, and he was saying it's a completely different thing. It, maybe it's semantics. But when I say excitement, I'm not talking about the we're going on holiday type of excitement, although it can be. I'm talking about the excitement of realizing that all your plans for your life and the direction that you're taking for it are written inside this container. And if you open it up, you will be faced with not problems, but solutions. And and I think that, right? What do you think, Steve? It, it's not only the sort of the, the planner, the diary part of your organizer or planner that potentially can lead to sort of plan a fail it might be some other part of it that's influencing you know how you interact with maybe contact information other sort of um, project information and stuff that you you keep in your planner that you're regularly referring to maybe it's some information you don't actually have in your planner that you right. need to actually store in there for instance, the other night I was looking for, I did have a list. I thought I have a list somewhere of all the books by a particular author that I've already read. I'm about to purchase the next book in the series. Which one is it? And I'm thinking, I'm sure I had that written down somewhere. Of mm. course, it was still in my personal size, standard mm. size, medium size, whatever. So I was quickly able to just grab it and I found it and I thought, ah, I must transfer that list into A6, so I've got it to hand sort of thing. I don't even need to then go and look to try and work out which planner it's still in sort of thing. But so it's it's a mixture of everything, I think. And that collection of information that you carry with you in your planner is personal to you and only you. We, there's no way I can suggest you need this, this, this and this. Right. It really is down to what you need um, in terms of what you need to refer to on a daily or weekly or monthly basis. Some bits of information you might not go near in your planner for from one month to the next, maybe. Yeah. Whereas other stuff is more frequent and you then need that will dictate um, the order of things. Because we all think sometimes, I think, right, diary is always going to be the first thing. Um, then 
to-do list will be the next thing and then contacts will be at the back of the... Well, because that's how they're presented to us, right? When we exactly. buy a Filofax or a Gilio or whatever brand you have, that's the way the, plant, the inserts show up. But are, is that the optimum order for sections, I would say? But for your particular yeah. brain, right? Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually uh, prefer, rather than the pre-labeled tabs to go for blank ones and then I can label them in the order that I need them that way. I like the removable tabs. Yeah. Do you? Mm. I love those that you can yeah. reattach somewhere else and they stick just as clearly as they yeah. did on day one. Uh, well, so so if you realize you're in a planner fail, I think the, the most important thing to do then is to remove everything mm. out of your planner. And first take a look and see if it's the planner itself. I know there have been many occasions where I wasn't excited about the planner I was using uh, and then the content also wasn't working. So you've got to make sure, first of all, that you've got a planner that you're excited about using, that it looks at you, it agrees with you, with your lifestyle. If you've got more of an active lifestyle, for example, you don't want to have this delicate planner that needs babying. Um, if, if you're running into business meetings every other day, you want to make sure that you're looking like you're showing up for a meeting and not a sporting event with your planner. So try and make your planner align with the lifestyle that you've that you've chosen for yourself and if you don't like it then change you're you know you're not a tree you can get up and move so first thing is to remove everything and start from scratch the second thing as steve morton always says (laughs) start with a blank piece of paper Mm. and write down all the things that you think you're going to need and practice on a on a set of inserts that are old or that don't work anymore and, and see what it is that you need and I start with my tabs I don't know about you Steve but I start with tab sections because I'd like to know what sections what do I need what mm. do I need to wake up in the morning and be able to take control of my day so that my day doesn't control me but I control what happens in that day so I start with tabs and then I look for the next step is what is the purpose of this planner? Is this planner trying to help keep track of things? Am I keeping appointments? Am I making sure that I, I don't know, I'm tracking the food that I'm eating or the exercise I'm taking or any of that stuff? And I think that also needs to be adjusted because you can have a planner for every tab if you want. Right, Steve? Yeah, you you can have... You can put in whatever it is you need if you need to separate things out. Some people prefer to do everything in the one, you know, so it's got all their appointments, all their tasks, all their drinking, you know, the, how much water. That would water be 50 they've... millimeter rings, right? <laughs> Where everything fits. Potentially, <laughs> if, but if you use symbols for, you know, glasses of water or whatever right, it is, right. then you can sort of concentrate that, that amount of information onto a page. You know, it, sometimes it's easier to do that than to s- separate things out. Separating things out sometimes also leads to problems because it's not visible. And right, that, because the book is shut. If yeah, and that's why one of the reasons I like the DIY fish inserts was because she has a system where you color in a little box on the edge mm. of the paper, and when you're done, if you look at at the planner sideways. You can see where all those colors show up on the edge of the paper so that you have a visual tracking of, let's say you've marked everything that has to do with exercise in yellow. So you can see on the side of, on the edge of the planner, Mm. you'd be able to see how many times yellow shows up and you can quickly go to those particular sections. Mine wouldn't have any yellow in it. No, no. What would would yours have? (laughs) 
Da, da. <laughs> the color of couch. <laughs> now, now. <laughs> no, death, the color most of pool probably. and gardening. All that time I sit in front of this damn machine, yeah. <laughs> so, so, ideally... Do you have a contents pages? Because that's going to be my tip. I don't. I know we're not at the tip section, but in case anybody's wondering and they're nervous about the tip of the week today, for me, it's making sure that you have an index and a table of contents, and those are two separate things. I do have a table of contents and an index, and it's important. Mm. For example, with the example that you gave with the book, mm. if you had written in table of contents that you have all the reading materials, yeah. um and then indexed in your index which books you had mentioned. <laughs> I know that's a lot of planning, but you would have been able to find it. <laughs> I would have been able to find it a lot quicker than I did, admittedly. Um, interestingly, when I set up my A6, I did it purely from all my own inserts. No pre-purchased inserts at all. Mm. So I was the actual control of what inserts I used was purely down to me. No dividers were bought, no pre-printed inserts were bought. So I actually designed and printed everything mm. myself. And I made my own dividers using those stick-on tabs, as you described. Um, but I, I stuck them to slightly thicker paper to give them a bit more resilience and what have you. Um, I even made my own um, Today marker, which is a bit sad, I don't know. But... Um, <laughs> But going through that exercise of going, having to sort of decide, hold on a minute, I'm going from a 30 millimeter ring right. standard here, which was chock full of stuff. Uh, mm. I'm not kidding you. It was a brick and it still is because I haven't actually emptied the thing. Um, down to sort of 25 mil and reducing, changing the pay, page size slash proportions to um, A6. I actually did go through that exercise of emptying the organizer, mm -hmm. laying it out on the table, mm -hmm. and going through. Right, so I'll, I'll definitely need that and that. And right. And the difficult one was, what inf information do I need to carry with me? Yes, I've gathered all this information here. How much of that do I need to replicate into the A6? The one thing I forgot was that book list, admittedly, because I've not read any of his books for two or three years. But never mind. But that's um, why it's a process, though, right? Yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't always figure out everything on day one. No. And that's why it's important to use the planner so that you can go through some moments of, oh, I didn't realize I need yeah. that with me. Interestingly, and this this will tell you a lot about the way I'm using the A6. In the standard, I had a completed contact section with all my contacts, much more or less a mirror of what I've got in my A5. I've only filled in one page in the A6 of contact information. <laughs> Interesting. So there's a whole section there, really, that I can do, actually do away with, and, and that would thin it down even further. Um, what I'm tempted to do is one of the things that I suggested in our, one of our previous episodes is to just look at the people I'm in contact on a regular basis from my phone, from email, and just put in their contact information on paper. So I've got it right. on paper. You know, Apple allows you to do that. Yeah. You, know, you use Apple's just as I do. Mm. Um the, the, you have a, I've created a group called the Inner Circle mm -hmm. on my iPhone 
of people that I contact regularly. Mm. And then there's just the massive contact list that can be then broken down into work colleagues or former colleagues or however you want. But that's how I split up my Christmas list as well. So I have a specific Christmas card list. Yeah. And if you're nice, you'll you'll stay on it, Steve. Mm-hmm. But I check every year, first of all, to see who I'd like to send cards out to and if I've received cards from people, not because I'm trying to keep track of who's not sending me cards, but I want to see if people are actually communicating with me. Yeah. If people are actually interested in staying in, in contact. What, so what's that? One, one curious thing, if we think for a minute about uh, the wonderful Facebook. If you look at your friends list on Facebook, when you look at the thing, that automatically sorts itself into an order of the most frequent people at the top of the list are the ones you interact with more, and the least active ones, either they're inactive on Facebook or you don't interact with them, fall to the bottom of that list. Aha. Uh-huh which is useful as well. So that's another source, if you like, of who to include in your paper contact information. And another instance of digital supporting analog systems. Mm. I love it when that happens. Well, Speaking it, of digital uh, systems, though, I do you back up your planner? Because I failed once in my planner because I lost everything. It got wet. No. Do you back up your planner? I well, do. It's... Now I, I, back, I back it up to Evernote. Mm. Did you know that? Yeah, I've seen people do that, but I try to just keep mine out of the rain. It's as simple as that. Well, yeah, not everybody has a beautifully sparkling new camera bag purchased for four pence over at the four pence shop that you have in France there. I don't know what you buy. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, this was um, actually something spilled on this planner. Yeah. It was the Apex. Do you remember the first file of Oh, well, that's the, the indestructible, aren't they? The indestructible one. And the planner was fine, but the inserts got wet. <laughs> so I ruined everything. Um, yeah, but I'd like to go back to that. I, I don't keep my contacts in there anymore, and that's my goal for 2016 is to uh, go back and recreate my contacts and see if I can print them out onto the Filofax contact sheets. <laughs> can I do that? I don't know. We're, we're five months in. I don't know if you're aware of this. <laughs> I am aware of it. I'm also aware that there's a few more months to go before I can claim that I failed or succeeded. <laughs> Calm down we, there, Morgan. We never, we never talk about failure. <laughs> no, no. And if we do, it's a hundred percent failure. Remember that. <laughs> so, so do you keep track of what has worked for you? Do you actually have a, a different planner or a notebook that you use to, to, to track what has worked as far as tabs what, and systems? What I tend to do is I tend to look back at you know let 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 in my sort of terms, I've looked back through weeks where I've been very busy and look to see what did I write down how much detail did I go into and how many of them got ticked off in that week mm. my biggest problem um, especially when I'm here on my own and I think I might mention this before is trying to work out how many things I hope to be able to achieve in a week and quite often in the past, I've written, I've gone gone completely dark raving mad, really, by mm. writing down loads of things that I'd love to get done, 
and then I seem to forget that I'm also running the house as well, mm. cooking meals, and all the rest of the stuff that the domestics just get in the way of me being able to do other things. So, so you write when you plan this stuff, you write it out like you're in a vacuum, huh? Yeah. So I sort of jot down at the beginning of the week what I hope to achieve that week in terms of, you know, odd little jobs around the house like move a light fitting or um, create the inserts for 2017 or cut the Well, grass. now you're talking about project management yeah. and you're moving up through the planner fail. Yeah. So you've recovered from the planner fail and now you're yeah. into a more sophisticated level of project management. Mm. And so, okay, so you've got these projects laid out and then what happens? Where do you go from there? Well, the, the problem I see is, is okay, so... It's not necessarily plan a fail per se. It's being over ambitious with what you're trying to achieve, and that's why you think you'll keep failing all the time because you're not able to process the the tasks or well because you're you're planning everything into a vacuum and yeah. not taking in consideration yeah. that there's other moving satellites around you whilst you're trying to get these to-do lists done steve so so it's not plan or fail it's steve fail steve fail yeah steve fail so so ideally what you could do then oversleeping fail doesn't help (laughs) so what you could do though is like i said what i suggested to you was make a huge master task list and have that live independently in a vacuum separate from everything else and then plug in those projects as they relate Mm. to the rest of the household that needs to be run so that you are, in fact, in sync with the house and you can get one or two projects completed and not feel like you failed. I'm on that one. I've started the list. I'm still doing it. (laughs) I would highly suggest numbering it so that you don't get to page four, the reverse side of page four, wondering how many you've written so far. Yeah, I'm actually doing it in a notebook at the moment and literally doing in a strange way. I don't know why I've decided to do it this way, but I'm actually going it room by room. Yeah, that's a man thing. Bobby does that too. Yeah. Apparently, things need to be deciphered by every room. Yeah. Well, because you guys are very compartmentalized. That's the way. <laughs> well, if we get one room finished, we think we've achieved something. You see. Right. Yeah. You're complete. You don't have to go back to yeah. it. <laughs> Whereas we're like, oh, the flow of the house needs to be considered, <laughs> and there's a whole. There might you know, be some overall feng stuff. Shui. <laughs> yeah, maybe something like that. Yeah. <laughs> the wabi sabi of it all. <laughs> But, so, um, yeah, so as far as project management goes, that is when you realize you're starting to plan projects, you can consider yourself well out of your plan or fail. Mm. And now you're diving into the more sophisticated nature of planning, which is not just to keep track of basic things, but you're now starting to break up larger tasks into smaller portions so that they can be fitted into a daily activity. And then that way you have a broader perspective of the things that you're accomplishing. And so, for example, if you do have, let's say, finish, I don't know, finish the bedroom is a project title, Mm. then you would break down finish the bedroom into, well, what needs to be done? The curtains need to be added, window fittings need to be done, bed, I don't know, dressers need to Mm. be bought, whatever those are, those would be subcategories to that project. And then if there's any other smaller items that you can break them down into then those would get moved into the daily tasks, mm. right? Yeah, so you're actually sort of seeing the overall picture and you're able to sort of identify things in sort of smaller chunks a lot easier then. And your planner starts to work for you because you know you're safe to put something to one side. 
Because you know you've recorded it. That's the thing. And right. then you and can I, actually I, concentrate I wanted on... to ask you, Steve, how do you feel now that you've started to put this stuff down on, onto your master master task list? Better, because I'm now actually, I knew it was all there before. Mm. It just wasn't recorded somewhere. That's the thing. And, and now you don't have to think about if you've remembered that's it. That's right. Not. And you don't have to. You can just go back and look at that list and not be frightened by the sheer size of it because it is going to. But when it's finished, it will be quite a sizable list. But things have started to get done now. Right. Um, that, I'm so excited for you. That had previously been sort of carried forward and carried forward and carried forward just constantly from one week to the next. You know what helps me also, and this might help you. Once I do the brain dump of the master task list, I go back and then I try to group like items together mm. because I may have come yes. up with an item that wasn't related to room number one. Mm. But when I got to room number six, I realized that room number one still needed an item. Yeah. And so I prioritize them from that's, there. That's why I'm doing it in a separate notebook to start with. Mm -hmm. And then what I'm aiming to do is to, once I think I've, sort of completed the list and I'm taking the time to do it because there's no great rush about it because you know my brain works at such a slow pace sometimes that uh, <laughs> it can't that. handle this high that. speed living um, so what I'm aiming to do is to, to put keep keep that master list if you like just where, where I've gone around recording things in one book but then I'm going to transfer those in sort of like priority order or right. what I'm hoping to do this month or next month. And then I can sort of tick them off that I've actually transferred them into a, right, now it's time to get these things done. And this is when I hope to do them. And, you know, maybe I'm waiting on things to arrive. And, you know, what do I actually need to do? You know, do I need to order anything? Because mm -hmm. um, there's all sorts of little things in this list. And you have to be flexible, right? You yeah. can't just write the list and then expect no. it to be chiseled in concrete. No, right? it won't it's, work. It, it won't work. You've got to no. be flexible. You've got to be willing to cross things out on and get messy with the list. It's, Don't be afraid to get messy. I think it's one of the It's looking at tip. the list of tasks to do and what's dependent on you completing that. You know, is and it, are they parallel tasks or are they yeah. tasks that are waiting for con consecutive, right? Yeah. Are they, is so, one thing needs to happen, then the next, then the next. Are you dependent on another person you know a builder or a, you know a second p second pair of hands correct or is it dependent on you um ordering something or finding something in the local shops because that's that's my biggest headache half the time is i know something physically exists but trying to find it in <laughs> french shops is something else <laughs> what's it called even <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You know, you, you can you can gesticulate as much as you want to a Frenchman, but if he doesn't understand what you're talking about, he's but or see, he's never if, seen. But see, if I one. were you, what I would do is I'd collect all the stuff that I know I want to buy, for yeah. example, and I would make a new category in that master task list called things to look up in French. Yeah, I got my new new French dictionary for DIY nice. the other day my Bricko Man catalogue it's brilliant because it's all pictures and it's got words so I can handle that I'm good at DIY French <laughs> so anyway <laughs> where were we? <laughs> we were we were out of plan or fail 
And I think one of the, I think we should just jump into tips, right, yeah. Steve? Just jump into tips. The, the biggest tip I can give anybody that's suffering through planner fail is don't give up, don't sell the planner. And, and I, I've noticed this, I'm going to extend my tip a little bit. Don't just decorate your planners, actually use them. I've seen a lot of people set up these beautiful decorative pages with maybe one item you know, scheduled for planning. And that's not a planner, that's a scrapbook, people. Get the difference. Yeah. Uh, it's nice to make your planner beautiful, but make sure that it's actually com fulfilling its purpose in life. Make your planner work. The reason we write things down is so that we don't have to think about them. As David Allen says, ideas are for, brains are have for having ideas, not for storing them, right? Mm. So write everything down. Master task list is the way to go. Write down everything in an ugly master task list and then, and then, list and then put it all back into prioritize like it yeah prioritize group like the items together it's it's the master plan um and my tip for the week master of disaster go on tell us what it is Steve. <laughs> you're waiting for this i can see is if you make a change to your planner be it a different insert a different layout different size planner even you know if you've if you've decided to go from um, standard to personal Desk or to A5 or whatever size you go to, any change, any major change that you make, don't instantly decide in the space of two or three days that that change isn't working. Give it time. How much time? At least, a, I would say at least a week or pre preferably two or three weeks because no two weeks are the same are they mm. um and that's you, right you really not. have to sort of let these things work through unless it's a total disaster of course and then you'll have to quickly <laughs> zip back into whatever it was you were doing before but give it time to um you know settle in and make sure also don't do too many changes to your planner at once because you know, one thing can influence another and, you know, a size change w may introduce a different layout. So you've got different layout, different size. Right. And the two might be sort of at, at loggerheads with each other. Yeah. Well, that's that from the planner verse then. <laughs> so where can we find you on the net, Kareem? You can find me on Instagram at Kareen Tovmasyan. And I'm working on my blog now. I think KareenTovmasyan.com should be up here shortly. If you still see some Latin writing, that means I'm still working on it. Oh, no. You have <laughs> X days in which to complete this That's task. Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and you'll find me, as usual, at Falafaxi.com or TravelersNotebookTimes.com. And remember, if you fail to plan, you have planned to fail.